You're now listening to the Washington football team declassified podcast with my dad. You're going to love it. Back to the 11th episode of the Washington football team declassified. I am your host, Ellie. We got our guy in the building. Say what's up to the people, Eric. What's up to the people, Eric? Oh, <laughs> what's up, people? <laughs> so we are going to uh, take a stroll down memory lane a little bit. Just last year's draft class. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're going to we have a winner to uh, hand out or at least a prize to hand out to a winner for our Rick Snyder's contest to try to help drive views to his YouTube channel. If you aren't already, make sure you go subscribe to Rick Snyder's YouTube channel. It's the hottest thing on the web. And we're going to go over some of our polls for this week. And we got some we had some big numbers in our polls. So we're going to jump into that. Eric, I'm going to get to you in a second to see if you got any hot takes for us. But first, I'm going to shout out some of our podcast friends. Make sure you go check out the Washington football team addicts podcast. That's a dope little setup over there. And back row with Manny or back room with Manny. I think it is. He has a really good podcast. And there's a lot of other ones I can't shout out right now because I don't have in front of me. And I don't remember the official name. Now, Eric, hot takes. You got one for us this week? I have several. First of all, Rick Snyder's YouTube channel is so entertaining. It's really surprising. And everybody should follow it because it is just just him telling stories. And it's hilarious. So you should totally watch it. He's very very Maryland. And that is awesome. So good for him. That's (laughs) hot take number one. All right. I take number two. Um, cinnamon toast crunch is the grossest cereal on the planet. <laughs> I would rather eat grape nuts than cinnamon toast crunch. Were we were these supposed to be football hot takes? I'm just saying it's disgusting. I tried it recently. <laughs> it's just disgusting. And I like sugar cereal, so it's not that I'm not like a health nut, but like it's awful. It's like it's like cereally sugar rather than sugars. So that's hot take number two. Uh, football hot take: uh, Mac Jones should not be drafted in the first round. Ooh, that's a yeah, beat that's right there. That's a yeah, beat I mean, right I just, there. I don't think he should. I think he will be, but I don't think he should be. And yeah. whoever drafts him will not be uh, will not be happy. I Long agree. Term. I agree with you. I'm not a big Mac Jones guy. I think he can play relatively well in a system. I don't think he's as good of a prospect as Sam Darnold coming out. So if he goes early in the first round, I think he's really going to struggle. Um, he honestly, I, you know, he reminds me of Christian Ponder since we're doing like NFL comps, like uh, Ooh, Ponder. Christian Ponder or uh, I mean, his ceiling is Kirk Cousins, I think. But I mean, he really he strikes me as a dude who really benefited from a lot of things in college that he's not going to have the benefit of benefiting from uh, in the pros. Even if he goes to a great team, I just he's gonna he just he he screams mediocrity to me. That's all. So I, uh, yeah. I could be wrong. I, I've been wrong about lots of things before, but um, I I yeah I don't see it with him. I saw some of his draft comparisons. It was like Matt Barkley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is yeah, it's not pretty. Not not pretty, but yeah, yeah like yeah. the most flattering one I could find was Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I know the Brady thing because oh he's he's a little bit of an underwhelming athlete, but mm, there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I could be wrong. I'll be. I'll ha- I'm happy for him if he makes it, but I just I don't see it happening. That's right. All right, let's jump into our 2020 draft class. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read off what the pros or who the pros compared the 2020 draft class to. And then I'm going to give my draft comparison. And then, Eric, you give me yours. You ready? Yep. All right. We're going to start, of course, with Chase Young, 
who went number two overall. His comparison coming out was Julius Peppers, which I think is a phenomenal comparison. Based on what we saw in his rookie year, I went with J.J. Watt. Who you got, Eric? I went with um, Mario Williams. Mm. Who, see, the thing about Mario Williams, he was like really good, but he just played in a black hole and nobody noticed him. But he was really good for, uh, he had a really good career. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be, I don't have a problem with comparing him to Mario Williams. That's not, like, that's the draft pick. I think they got Charlie Casserly fired, but then they found out, like, a couple years later that he was totally right. <laughs> that was exactly the guy <laughs> he sh- who he should have took. So, I yeah. And the other one that came to mind for me was Alden Smith, um, kind of as a floor. Um, and Alden right. Smith also, despite all the personal stuff, has been really, like, a, he's a really good football player. He just has some off-the-field stuff that he had to deal with early on. Yeah, which Chase Young has none of. And I think what happens is when you don't give a an elite name in terms of like their careers right. or they on track vault, people get a little bit offended. These guys were actually guys that had 20 sacks. Fantastic. Seasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, Mario Williams was really good. He yeah. was better than Clowney ever was. Let's put it that way. For sure. And of course, you know, J.J. Watt, he's big time. And I, yeah, I kind of, of I, I picked J.J. Watt because I, I think they have a similar attitude towards a game. Yeah. J.J. Watt's kind of a nasty player. I like that about players. But uh, yeah, Mario Williams or Alden Smith, both really good comps there. All right, we're going to move on. Antonio Gibson. Now, coming out of college at Memphis, they said Kalen Ballage, who I think was with the Dolphins or might still be, I don't know. But we saw a lot last year from him that kind of, I hope, raised those expectations. Manny Benton, who's been on this podcast before, compares him to Joe Mixon. I'm going to go with Matt Forte. And this is a reach right now because, like we said last podcast, he really isn't involved in the pass game or wasn't this year. I think he has the tools to be involved in the pass game. And if he if he puts all that together, I like the Matt Forte comparison. What do you got? Well, you look like – that looks like a safe choice compared to who I went with. You want to talk about a reach? Because I went with Brian Westbrook. Same exact same reasons you did Um, the potential there because Brian Westbrook was awesome and he was like a Swiss army knife with stuff he could do in the offense. And uh, I think that Antonio Gibson has that skill set. Gibson's a little bigger and stronger too. Oh, you know what? You are probably more likely to be right about your comparison. I just don't like the comparison because I think he has much, much more of big time potential than Brian. Now, I'm not sleeping on Brian West. I know I how Brian good he Westbrook was. was awesome. I he know how good he was. Years. Yeah. I think Gibson has a little bit of elite potential to his game, but I'm not mad at you. I just, that name kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Yeah. No, I, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He killed us for so many years. Yeah. For sure. All right. Sadiq Charles, his comp coming out with Jonathan Goodwin. We know he had a kind of a bumpy rookie. We didn't have much of a rookie year. Let's be real about it. Right. Um, my comp for him, based on what we saw in the little bit of time he had in my rookie year, was Sean Lovell. And I'm not laughing because I think it's a bad comp. I'm laughing because I know immediately when yeah. Skins fans' ears hear that name, they're going to cringe. But that that's who I got for my comp. What do you got? He wasn't – Lovell wasn't even that bad. That's the worst part about it. He wasn't great in pass protection. He was a really good run blocker. Um, I actually went with Lyle Collins um, because we just didn't see anything out of uh, – out of him last year uh, or out of Charles rather last year. And um, so I was looking at the comps basically coming or the, the skill set coming out of uh, college, according to all the draft pro, uh, and uh, all the draft profiles rather. And, you know, uh, they were saying a lot of the same things about Collins that they said about Charles. He's quick. He's a good athlete. He doesn't have great balance, not 
the strongest guy, um, although the, I think Collins was a little stronger coming out and they weren't really sure about a position fit for him. So a, a lot of that stuff was going with Charles. And since we didn't really see anything out of Charles, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to just stick with that. Okay. Okay. Now Collins became a very good player for the Cowboys, by the way. You yeah. Know, so, and I think uh, Charles can be really good based on, you know, what I've seen of him, but you, you think he's more of a guard, don't you? Than a tackle, right? Um, I do. Um, yeah. Uh, just playing it safe just because of the concerns about um, some of the, some of the concerns they had about him um, with technique and sort of things like that. I think you can mask that a little better, maybe at guard. Um, so yeah, I would hope that he's a guard, but if he's a tackle, it's not going to break my heart. All right. Now we get into the fun names where you had to really yeah. dig deep for comps. <laughs> Cause yeah. I had some trouble finding their college comps, but yeah. I did it. Antonio Gandy golden coming out of college. The, the most common comp I found for him was Kenny Galladay. Now, Kenny Galladay just signed a huge deal with the New York Giants, big-time player, has trouble staying healthy. I didn't like that comp because I think Kenny Galladay has a little bit more of the um, aggressive Fast number Deutsch. one. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, number one receiver mentality, where I think Andy Golden still has to develop that. Not saying he can't, he just I think he needs to, but he has to first get comfortable playing – football at the NFL level first. So it's going to take some time. I went with Muhammad Sanu for my conference, uh, uh, Getty Golden. What do you got? Muhammad Sanu, huh? Yes, He's going to be throwing passes. <laughs> um, I actually, so I actually, uh, I raised the game from Galladay uh, because just looking at skill set um, and metrics, I actually went with Brandon Marshall. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Now, just not because he's any good, but because that's we didn't really see a lot of him last year either. And that yeah. would be the hope that would be like the ceiling or if we could get something like that, it'd be amazing. But that's what I'm going with just because I yeah, from for a guy that I haven't really seen play very much. I'm just going to live on a prayer and just hope that he turns into something like that. And if you look at the, you know, the, the times, um, the metrics and just the build. Uh, and you know the, the the separation, the route running that that we the little bit that we saw of him, he he did look a lot like uh, a young Marshall, um, not nearly as productive, obviously. Let me tell you something. Yet, if Gandy Golden turns into Brandon Marshall, we have hit the. <laughs> if he lottery. turns into half the player that Brandon Marshall is, like we're doing very well for ourselves. Man. But I think they were picking the same round. I think Marshall was like a mid round pick at some point too. I don't yeah. think he was that high of a pick. I'll tell you what. All you guys listening to this, I know you're going to be upset with some of these. Hit us on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> let, us know, let us know how much you dislike this. But uh, all right. So you pick a comp for a fourth round draft pick that didn't play last year. You do it. <laughs> see what you can come up with. See what you got. I'm doing. I'm picking ceilings here. That's kind of where I'm, I'm going with this because I can, like these guys that didn't play. I don't know. So that's what yeah. I'm going with. No, I like that. I like that. Okay. Keith Ishmael. <clears throat> uh, his comp coming out was Barrett Robbins. <laughs> Again, I'm laughing because I know you're going to hate the comp, guys. Josh Loribus. There it is. Well, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. That's just terrible. Why? Why? I don't understand that at all. Because. Like, I literally, like, has Keith Ishmael given an indication that he can't remember a snap count? No, but the team kind of gave some indication that maybe he's not high on their list. You know what I'm saying? I think they signed a center, right? Yeah. As much as the team was struggling a little bit last year, I think we had some injuries. Did he see the field much at all? You know, no. I just, it kind of seems like maybe they re they took a, a chance on him and it seems like maybe they're saying, okay, maybe he's not ready right now. That's all. Josh Rebus, he got, in the game. Wow. He, we, we had a lot of hope for the Rebus. <laughs> At least I did. Maybe I was just a fool. <laughs> oh, no. But, so like, he looks like a giant baby, even to this day. He just looks like a <laughs> 100 pound baby. That's my um, guy. Um, no. <laughs> 
I can't. That's the one I completely. I you're way off on that. I can't. I can't okay. do that. I can't do that to keep you. I didn't see him play last year. I don't know anything about the play of centers. So what? Again, I went back to the metrics. I went back to the pre-draft profile and what they were saying about him. And then I looked at what his potential could be. And what I came up with uh, was Weston Richburg from San Francisco, who I think just got replaced by Alex Mack. Um, but you have a you have an athletic kind of quick Shanahan type center, which that was the concern. I had is like what I was reading about him. He didn't seem to fit with what we're trying to do in the power game. But you have a yeah, he's a he's a guy that can that can move. He can get the ball out and he can move and get to the next level. He needed to develop his strength. Um, and so I went with Richburg because that's basically the kind of the same thing they were saying about him coming out. Um, and he turned into a decent player after a year or two. So uh, I have hopes for Key Fishmail. Josh Lariba's man, that's just cold. I can tell you they're gonna like you a lot better than they're gonna like me. <laughs> Dude, that's the worst. I'm mad at you, man. I'm gonna get on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Kaliki Hudson. I I I saw this comparison and my jaw hit the floor. I'm gonna tell you. The comparison I found was Eric Barry. I said, no way. <laughs> Eric Barry? Like like the year he took off with cancer, maybe? No, like, <laughs> don't say that. I, I said, there, this is impossible. I don't know who came up. I, I saw it on the internet. I swear to you, it was there, Eric Barry. You cannot do worse than that. I mean, you could say like Matt Stevens or something. but yeah. <laughs> I went with um, JHC that, that's on our roster now. Um, yeah. Josh Harvey Clemens. Because he's a tweener. I don't know if he's ever going to find his place in this league because of the fact that he's a tweener, but he's going to do some nice things for you, especially on special teams. Right. I, um, yeah, I initially was going to say Dion Buchanan again because of potential, but that's just way out of the league for what we saw at Hudson last year. Um, so I actually found basically the Colts version of uh, JHC, the guy named Zaire Franklin, um, who again is a tweener was very good on special teams, um, but really didn't see a whole lot of playtime on defense, only made a couple of tackles. So Zaire Franklin, and uh, I'd be lying if I said I knew any more than what I read about him, but uh, that was the closest comp I could really find to him based on size and metrics and all that good stuff. Do you think Kaliki Hudson ever turns into a strong contributor to the defense? It's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to bet on it. I don't think they even at the time they drafted him really had that hope for him at the point they drafted him. Yeah. But a lot of people were saying undrafted last year anyway for him. So yeah, uh, we can hope he will, but I really, I don't see, uh, I, I don't think so. The problem he's going to have is the defense is good. And when your defense is good, it's hard to plug in players that are going to have to learn on the job. So they're going to keep trying to find ways to fill that position with other players with experience. And I think he's going to get caught in the wash time and time and time again until the yeah, defense and the regresses. And the thing about being a tweener is the guys that really succeed at that role are like freakish athletes. They're yes. like crazy fast or whatever. And he's just, you know, he's a good, I mean, he's an NFL, so he's a great athlete, but uh, you know, at that level, he's kind of an average athlete. So that's where he's going to struggle. But special teams, uh, you can make a great career out of that. So I hope he plays in the league for a long time and finds his niche. Absolutely. And shout out to Kaliki Hudson. Maybe the most favorite draft pick on everybody's board last year that they came, in with, came away with was Cam Curl. Dude showed up last year, right? Absolutely. So coming out of school, I found a comp that had him comp to Trey Boston which is ironic because that's who most fans are screaming for us to sign right now. Mm -hmm. I went with Patrick Chung, who played with the Patriots for, I think, that's 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good one. Um, I, along the same lines, I went with Jonathan Cyprian. 
Mm. Um, similar athletic ability, um, similar field vision. Uh, you know, I, I, the cam, I, I think they're about the same size. I don't remember the exact, the exact metrics, but I, I just look for somebody, I think Cipron was a higher draft pick. So more is expected of him, uh, but he still seems to be maybe a little bit of an overachiever. So that's kind of what I went with, with curl. I like it. I like it. So James Smith Williams, you were big on this guy last uh, podcast. I, I went out and found a, uh, a comp for him and it was Dwayne Smoot. I forget the site I got that from. And I said, Dwayne Smoot. Then I looked up his stats. Dude had five and a half sacks last year for Jacksonville. So not a terrible player, right? He contributed. Five and a half sacks is not easy to do in the NFL. I went with fan favorite Lorenzo Alexander. There it is. Clap it up for me, folks. <laughs> Lorax, that's big shoes to fill. That's almost <laughs> like uh, that's almost like comparing Chase Young to Julius Peppers if you're a Washington fan. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, again, we didn't see a ton of Smith Williams last year. Um, but looking at his metrics and again, I went with potential here. So this is another Brandon Marshall moment, but I actually went with Preston Smith, like Washington version of Preston Smith, who was like pretty good in short spurts and then disappeared for a long time. Um, and that's what, uh, that's where I'm going with Smith Williams. Uh, and it's really like, you just look at size 40 time vertical, all that stuff freakish athlete but not not quite the freakish athlete that like montez sweat is um uh, but still like a really good athlete for somebody that size um with the potential and uh, that's what a lot of people were saying about him is he's just like he's a really you know injuries just killed him or he could have been a lot better uh in college so yeah i'm gonna go with preston smith even though i know that's like a way uh, that's a really high bar that he probably that he's not met and may not yeah you know what's funny i came across the name preston smith as i was doing mine and then i said no, <laughs> <laughs> you just wait, man. You just wait. You okay. pick Josh Lareeb, man. So you don't, you don't get any credit on this. I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> oh, that was terrible, man. I, was so I can't get everything right. Um, I need a sound, Eric, for like a winner. We're announcing a winner. You got a prize sound or something that you can, you know, do your thing. Do like the uh, Rocky Three Apollo Creed, like ding, ding. <laughs> it's so exciting. Y'all remember that? You guys remember? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you get when you ask me. You get 80, 80 references. <laughs> Just know that for the future. All right, duly noted. So our contest was to get Rick Snyder's uh, page to 1,000 subscribers. He got there. Thank you guys for participating in that. I know that wasn't all us, but he got there. I said I'm going to pick a winner to get $50 to, and you have to listen to this podcast to get it. So if he doesn't listen to this podcast, he's not going to collect. But the winner's going to be uh, his Twitter handle. I'm not going to give the whole handle, so you have to know who you are. Rated PG six. I'm not going to give the rest because I don't know if people want their stuff blasted out on the podcast and stuff, but rated PG six DM us at the, at the uh, podcast, Twitter declassified WFT to claim your $50. Thank you for helping get Rick Snyder up to where he's going, doing big things. All right. And it's really entertaining. I cannot stress to you enough just how funny it is to just sit and listen to that guy talk. He's just a funny guy. He, he's so if you guy. don't subscribe and you're listening to this, go subscribe to Rick's uh, Rick Snyder's Washington because on YouTube because it's hilarious. And do it even now. when he's not trying to be funny. He's funny. He's funny. You'd love to sit around a campfire with that guy. I really would. So last week, Eric, we hit you with the Twitter polls to see how you do. I found our top three Twitter polls from this week, and we're gonna do the same thing. I want you to I want you to give your responses or how you would respond to these. So number three with 91 votes, which divisional opponents fans 
are the most delusional. Eric, what's your guess? Dallas. Dallas, Dallas fans. Okay. Okay. We're yeah. taking it all this year. We're going all the way this year. <laughs> Every year. Every year. <laughs> Philly fans are realistic because they're so beaten down for so long. They had that little thing where they were like, where they were like, well, we're going to have a dynasty because Howie Roseman's a genius. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they kind of, they've, they've, they realize who they are again. And New York fans just, I think they hate their team as much as they hate other teams. Um, so I'm going to go with Dallas fans. They always think they're the best team in the league. Yeah. I'm, you know what? And I hate Dallas on Madden because Madden thinks they're great too. And they're not. Yeah. Everybody but, does. Uh, 67% went with the Cowboys, man. Spot on again, yeah, man. Exactly. You really that have the pulse yeah. of the fans. I got to tell you. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sad it wasn't 100% because I don't know who thinks <laughs> somebody's more delusional than Dallas fans, especially with all the love they get from the media. That's the, yeah. Ooh. Skip Bayless. Um, Here's my question about Dallas. It's like they're always on because they get ratings or do they get ratings because they're always on? Oh, man. I want y'all to think about that. Put that, put that out as a poll. I will, I will do that. <laughs> Ponder like that's that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's philosophical. You didn't you came here for some football. You got some deep thoughts. Yeah. There it is. And number two, would you do the Porters for Champ Bailey trade all over again? This had 190 votes. Yeah, I saw this one. Um yes, I would. Um, I don't know that the parameters would be exactly the same because I don't know why. I still understand why we sent him a pick. But um, Champ Bailey was gone. He was he had a year left and he was you're going to get nothing for him because he absolutely did not want to be in Washington anymore. So because of that, I would because you got a really good running back and a great character and the world is a better place because of Professor Janky Spanky. Um, <laughs> again, I, I'm not a fan of like, you know, ever the whole trade, but the fact that we were able to get a pro bowl running back for a guy who was going to be gone for nothing in a year, I would do that trade again. I just maybe would be a little, I'd stick to my guns a little more about draft picks. I don't know why, like we didn't get a pick. Should have been Portis and a pick for Bailey instead of, you know, Bailey and a pick for Portis, but right. whatever. And Joe Gibbs needed that guy. He needed that. He needed a running back. I liked Portis, but remember, we also had Liddell Betts, who I always thought was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, uh, you're delusional. <laughs> I'm one of those. Liddell guys. Betts fumbled every time, like every single time they were trying to where they were trying to run out the clock, and they had her sitting on a, a small lead. Like you could count on it. They would put him in the game, and he would fumble. He did it like six times. It would either be a run or it would be a pat or a reception. But you could. It was like clockwork. It was like Brett Favre in the playoffs, like in the last drive. He's gonna throw an interception. Same thing with bets. Every time they you put really him in, I hate I, Brett Favre. By the way, I really do. I don't hate Brett Favre. I, I recognize his greatness. I just it drives me insane. I, I don't. Yeah, I will. I will refer back to him as an all-time overrated player. Okay. Well, I mean, he was great, but he's the most overrated Hall of Fame player, if that's such a thing. Put it that way. He's definitely not in the top ten all all time. I don't care what his stats were. Eric hates Brett Favre. I um. I do hate Brett Favre. <laughs> I would not do this trade over again, because I just think elite corners are so much harder to find than elite running backs. And there's some conversation around. Clinton Porter was very, very good. He was elite at blocking. Um, I just think you could have maybe made up for more of the difference of Portis not being here than you can the difference of Champ Bailey not being here. Somebody on Twitter, and I want to find their handle, had asked a really great question about um, whether or not the outcome would have been different. And I, I'm trying to scroll through it. I apologize. I can't find it. I will try to shout you out later if I can. But I don't know if the fortunes of the franchise 
would have been different if Chad Bailey stayed here. There's really no way to tell. But no, he's but, going, he was going to leave. He was. I mean, you had him for oh what oh four, and he was gone. So no, the fortunes would not. Have Money changed. talks. I feel like we could have kept him, but nah. All right. He's very. He was very uh, very clear about his desire to not be here. I get it. Now maybe that could have changed. Maybe, but I mean, in, in, instead of a running back, maybe like an edge rusher, or you know, you could have flipped that for something else. But yeah, I just I would have. I would have traded Bailey that year based on his attitude toward the, not that he's a bad attitude player, just like his, his demeanor, he, the fact that he didn't want to be here, I would have traded for him and you could do a lot worse than Clinton Portis. Just the draft pick was stupid. I don't know why we did that. Okay. Number one, our most responded to poll this week with 366 votes. Eric, if you were a gambler, would you take Washington football team as the permanent name or the field? Um, if I was a gambler, not what would I prefer, but if I was betting, I would take the field. I would, I would stick with Washington football team, not because I like it, but because no matter what the new name is, it's going to have a 25% approval rating. So you might as well stick with a name that you already have that has a 25% approval rating. Um, they're going to pick, they'll pick something. Um, and you know, most of the fans are going to hate it and people are going to complain about it for years to come and say it should have been something else. I mean, um, you know, people are still mad about the Wizards, and that's been, that was what ninety seven. Yeah. Um, should have been Sea Dogs. Honestly, that was one of the choices. That's what I voted for. Uh, so, if we could change our name to Washington Sea Dogs, I'd, I'd be on board with that. But yeah, I would bet that um, it's they're going to pick a name, and everybody's going to hate it. Probably, probably. Uh, and sixty two percent of the voters said the field as well. So, I think people are really not banking on it being the Washington Football Team even though I feel like the team keeps putting out little hints that it's going to be Washington football team. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I can't. See yeah. I, I just, you're, it's the most generic thing possible and that's fine with, I, I honestly, at this point don't care. I'm, I, I'm already resigned to not liking whatever they pick. Um, and I already, you know, I didn't care for football team, but they, you know, might as well stick with it. Uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll find something and we'll hate it. If the wizards change your name to the sea dogs and they sign Brett Favre, are you buying a Jersey? A Brett Favre Sea Dogs jersey. I would wear that. Ironically, I would wear that. <laughs> Eric, we're going to finish up like this. We're going to play a game. It's word association. You know how this works. I'm going to give you a phrase or a term or a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. If you're listening at home, play along. Have fun with this. Eric, you ready? Yes. First up, Zorn. Comedy. Stephen Davis. Stud. Sheriff. Sheriff. Oh, Sheriff. I thought you said Sheriff. I was like, I don't know. Uh, sheriff. Um, Long-term deal. Rod Gardner. Fitty Fitty. Redskins. Classic. There it is. Eric, another episode in the books, man. Next week, same time, same place. You coming back? I'll be back if you'll have me. Of course, man. Everybody, thank you for listening. As always, if you aren't already, take a moment right now. Go subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, on whatever other podcasting platform there is. Go subscribe. Get locked in. We got a lot more coming for you. Eric, anything you want to say to the people on the way out? Um. 
I have the lamest Twitter handle ever, and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> it's too many numbers. I can't remember. What it is. <laughs> I tell you what, if I get 100 subscribers, I will try to figure out how to change it. There it is. <laughs> 100, no, for followers, not subscribers. I, I'm doing the, yeah, I don't want to steal Rick's gig. Yeah, 100 <laughs> followers, I will try to figure out how to change my Twitter handle. If you follow this podcast and you're on Twitter, go follow Eric. I don't know how you're going to find him. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like 90210 or something. It's awful. It's pretty bad. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.